This week on the Bedroom Talk Show, we are discussing how to change careers without getting a degree. With your host, you already know, Crystal J. And this week's featured guest is Antoinette Miller. Don't forget to stay tuned. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Crystal J, and I'm here with another dope video. But before I get started, it is National Women's Day. So make sure you are supporting your friends' businesses. You're sharing their content because today is the day that we celebrate what? Women. So let's get right into today's episode. I'm so excited to interview her because today is, you already know, National Women's Day, right? So my before she tell her story, actually... Tell your story and then I'm going to get to my question. Absolutely. So I was exhausted being the darkest thing in the room when it came to big tech decisions. Obviously, that's a problem, right? 
And so when I started looking at what my options were for careers and how to make an impact, and I didn't want to spend six figures and go back to school for two, four, or who knows how many years, I found this option that changed my life and it created a huge career path. And I was super inspired by it. I had a dope instructor and I became an instructor. So that's the super short version. I started with some certifications in tech. I now have 31 of them and I'm a team lead for training and have my own company that focuses on cybersecurity, cloud and networking certifications. And my goal is to make sure that one, we are represented in every way and shape possible in the tech conversation, whether we're in a boardroom, we're hooking up the actual infrastructure, but there's no reason to be debating and worrying about a hike in minimum wage. Stop aiming for $15 an hour. Let's start aiming for $150,000 a year. And you can do that without spending six figures on school, without spending four years studying. You can get your foot in the door with two or three months and a certification and start building a career that you actually enjoy working at and a lifestyle that doesn't suck. So. Okay, you just said you can build a career without. Okay, I know that I know what the topic is today. So you just say you can build a career without getting a degree and making six figures a year in under four months. Did you just say you that? Can, absolutely. So you can start in under four months. Don't let me uh, sugarcoat it. You're not going to go from zero to six figures in four months, right? It takes some work. It takes dedication. Right. It takes growth. But you could do it. I started unemployed zero dollars. I went to school. I started my first certification. And before I even finished it, I had a $35,000 a year position. I hated that position. Don't get me wrong, but it was great to network with people. It let me know what I do want to do, what I don't want to do. I went back and got another certification. I got a $50,000 a year job. And then I got my third and I was a 70. All that happened from zero to 70 grand for me in six months. Now, it might not be the same for everybody. It's that's, not going to be the same for everybody, but no. it is possible. It's all about your, first off, it's all about your drive. And it's about what you want to, like, like for me, I'm tunnel vision. I'm very, I'm very 100% tunnel vision. So it's all about you being tunnel vision towards that, towards that, that goal. So Absolutely. I get it. So it sounded like to me that you was tunnel vision. 100%. Yeah, I woke up, went to school, studied it. I was all about my hustle, all about my money. There was nothing that was gonna stop me from getting there. I tell my students all the time, they give me complaints. I can't do this because, no, no, no. You have to do this because. Like, oh, I can't do it because I have kids. No, you have to make an improvement because you have kids. Oh, I can't do this because I don't have time. No, 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 you have to do this so that you can have time in your life to do the things that you love. So if you're over there, like legit slaving away for other people's dreams, making their business great while you're over there struggling, stop it. Like seriously, stop it. You might need to do that and scrape together your money and make a major change so that you can have a better life, but don't let your today's issues become like the issues of a decade from now. That <laughs> don't let your today issues become issues that will become a problem decades later that is did you just make that up you just gotta i did right now i usually tell my students you have to set yourself up for success right so you need that to is, be working a, for your tomorrow you right <laughs> like you just i just passed out when you said it like that was dope <laughs> number one 
but you know what? I feel that if we do have kids, that 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 should be our why, not not our excuse. Not that's my excuse. That's my why. That's my purpose. That's how I. That's how I look at my my child. My child is my why. He's not my excuse on why I can't do something. He's the reason. My my purpose and my fuel. Why I'm doing everything I need to do. So when you said that, I was I just passed out. Like what? That was dope. I I, I caught that. If nobody in the audience caught that, I caught that. So my question for you: You have should be the reason you have why. to do this. That's right. That's I even like that quote. I'm gonna take that too. I'm, I'm taking. I got two quotes from you today. I'm taking both of those. I'm gonna post them and everything. So my next question for you is: So I know it's men mainly in technology. So you being a woman, what really made you want to get into the technology field? Because we all know it's a very man-dominated industry. Absolutely. So a couple reasons and honestly, a couple advantages that we have. Okay. So let's be transparent. We are not well represented in tech. However, there's a major shift happening in every way, shape and form in life right now, which means companies are more motivated to give us the opportunity. If they're going to open the door for you, then take advantage of it. They might just crack the door open, kick it down and go get your money. Right really what brought me to tech was I knew that there was money in it. I knew that it was changing all the time. I knew it was still growing. So I was really tired of looking at jobs that was going to be the same every day. Like I'm not the person who can do the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then wake up and just hate that Monday's coming again. So tech seemed to be really intriguing. Every time I looked into it, there was cool stuff. There was a lot of different jobs and those jobs were amazing growth opportunities. Like you could get in as a network analyst, but I'm watching these Indeed, LinkedIn posts, all this stuff at network engineers, network architects that were 100, $150,000 $150, jobs. And I'm like, well, how do I get that money? And is it something that I'm going to enjoy? So I went on LinkedIn, I started talking to people, what do you like about your job? And honestly, I asked more people, what do you dislike about your job? What do you hate about what you do? And nothing they had to share with me was that bad you can work flexible hours, you can work from anywhere in the world, and you can really build your own team. Now, being a woman is very unique because honestly, out of a hundred people I reached out to, I might've gotten two or three responses from women, but they were so encouraging. It was ridiculous. There was no way not to make those connections. And you have these assets, you, girl, you've got this, right? So if you want to get up and do your hair and put your lashes on and be a tech sales director, you can do that. And if you want to get up and roll over in your pajamas and hit the power button on your laptop, you can do that too. Those both can be six-figure careers for you. So there's nothing that can stop you from being really really successful. And honestly, the people judge you, but the computer does not care who you are. You start typing, you start coding, you're a cybersecurity analyst. The computer does not care that you're a woman or a man. You just got to be good at what you do. I love that. And it's being International Women's Day. I love that you said it don't matter if you're a man or woman, you just have to be good at what you do. And I think it's a message and what and what you just said, because at the end of the day, we just have to be good at what we do. And I can be a woman in a skirt and I can outdo you in anything you're doing. You know, you remember that anything you can do, I can do you remember that back in the day? Of course. I feel That's, like that should be a theme song. We do it better. Women do everything better in my opinion. But I see um 
based on your company, you have about over 2,000 students. So about your students, how many are women, if you mind sharing, and how many are men? Like, if women willingly coming to you to learn tech, or is it mainly men coming to learn tech? So when I started, it was definitely mainly men. And uh, there's two really distinct buckets. I have youth students and adult students. And adults, even to this day, still 60-70% male students because they're already in the industry and they know that they can grab some of these certifications and go request or require a promotion, right? They don't have the imposter syndrome issues. They already have the network set up. So those are some of the things that we actually face that we have to just overcome those hurdles. However, in the last, I'd say about a year and a half, I've actually reached about a 50-50 balance in my adult students. Women are reaching out to me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. How do I get in class? I already researched it. I'm ready. Like, let's do this. How much does it cost? How long does it take? And what I love about when an adult female comes to me and says, I'm ready, I know that she's actually ready. It's not just some dude doing research like, are you really the instructor? Can I like talk to you live? Like, I hate those conversations. I'm not here to date you. You don't have as many certs as I have. Uh, <laughs> but my women students, like my women are ready to go. They're ready to hustle. They have the spirit. It's beautiful. But on the youth side, that's where I'm so impressed. The very first class I taught with the high school was 63% female and 100% minorities. I think it was 80% black and 20% Hispanic. Like I was floored and I'm so impressed with these kids. They're our future. They're making our technology. They make the stuff that we consume every day. And since then, we have always, every single youth class had at least 50% female representation. So the tides are changing. For me, you got to start them young. Like if they have an iPhone in their hand and they have a tablet, they can start playing games. Then you can start teaching them on how to protect themselves with cybersecurity. You can have them playing coding games. You can inject education in ways that we just didn't have growing up. So the opportunity is there. We just need to make sure that our parents understand what they need to do to encourage their kids and prepare them for success. And if you're an adult and you're actually ready to do this, man, just come ready, open-minded, ready to learn, ready to make that money. Okay, so I, I was listening to you. And let me tell you, did you say that sometimes, okay, so the imposter syndrome, let's, let's, let's come back. Because I know sometimes I doubt it with that as well. So I, I don't think women realize sometimes we doubt ourselves and we're doing what we need to do, but we 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 self-sabotage too much. All the time. All the time, right? So since your numbers have now became 50-50 even, um, do you see that women are still having imposter syndrome? Because we, we are now, I want to say since 2020, I've been seeing more women and more shows talk about imposter syndrome, going deep into what it is, um, us women doing self-care since quarantine, us really taking care of ourselves. We understand ourselves, understanding that we need a break from whatever society is doing to better ourselves. So when you said that, it, it really just, it didn't trigger anything. It's like, hmm. Because I really don't see a lot of women in tech technology. Um, I see more men in technology than women. So when, when I got a chance to interview you, I said, I have to interview her. I have to pick her brain because you said no degree. So I'm not going to be in debt. 
I'm going to mm -hmm. end up even getting certified and I can find me a guaranteed job. You said coding. And what really caught my attention was the, you said you had a high school class and it was a lot of women. I'm so happy to hear that. And then it was all black. And then uh, uh, you said there was um, Hispanics. Hispanics is still minority. So for it to be 100% minority is amazing because I love to know that we are out there trying to make a difference. Like when I look at TikTok, I, I see what's going on. It's They're, they're taking over. Um, so when you do coding, do you teach how to make apps? Do you have a, or, or do you make apps? Do you make websites? What do you do in your technology world? I love that question. So let me kind of deep dive into what I offer. I, for full transparency, am a cybersecurity instructor. Like that's my foundation. And for me, that's money. However, coding is an amazing career path. Don't let me take anything away from it. It's just not my specialty. Uh, I am the kind of person who needs to be engaged with people. I need to be around people. COVID is killing my social happiness. Um, but being an instructor and being in cyber means that I'm around people, I'm interacting with them pretty much all the time. Even now, uh, I still travel a little bit during COVID, so it's great. Being a program designer or an app developer means that you're behind a keyboard 40, 50, 80 hours a week. So it's really gotta be your comfort zone. So to everybody who wants to be a programmer, there are ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of resources out there, whether it's on YouTube or you're finding free programs, even entry to programs, it's awesome. The resources are there, they're at your fingertips. You just gotta go Google them and find them. I think the best tip I can give to that is Harvard. Yes, like the I Harvard. I, I, I was so ready for you to finish that I was gonna say. So during quarantine, I came across Harvard. Do y'all not know yes. they have a whole bunch of free classes? 100% free. Uh, yes, a hundred percent free. And you can say, I went to Harvard. You can. And so here's the free part. Here's the paid part. All the classes are free. The knowledge is free. Getting your brain in the place that it needs to be to get the job. That's all free. If you want the PDF, which I we promise you does website. not matter that much. It's like I do you have the website if I can drop it in the comments? Yes. Um, you guys. We'll get it. But um, Harvard CS Charlie Sierra, uh, no, Charlie I, X 50. I'm typing it now, hold on. That's the search I always do. Oh my gosh, so I'm live and I'm about to search. <laughs> and then um, send it to me in the chat and I'm going to post it. But you guys, yes, you can go to Harvard for free. That's right. So I actually um, did a course through Syracuse in New York for certified ethical hacking and rockstar. It was all online. I learned a ridiculous amount about how to figure out how to get your fingers into a company. I don't say fingers like actually in, but how to research a company, how to find your way in, um, being able to literally hack a company. Now you heard me say the word ethical. So the point of a certified ethical hacker is so that we can go find weaknesses and vulnerabilities in small, medium, large size companies. And then we share that, that information sense. with them before they sense. actually get hacked. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, and I would expect companies to have that already have somebody that they pay to see, okay, this, this, this is an area that we can get hacked. So that's actually a great thing. Um, once you get done typing that, um, researching that, we're about to go to commercial break, you guys. The commercial break is really cute and is really funny. She has already laughed at it. 
the commercial you guys is hilarious but i am super excited to promote her business we'll be right back you guys got boob sweat don't worry we got your girls covered with boobalicious an all-natural breast deodorant for boob sweat rashes or yeah even some odor my name is Joni DeCampley, and I am the creator of Boobalicious, which is an all-natural breath deodorant because I am a boob sweater. So I created this deodorant for those embarrassing areas us women do not like to talk about. Boobalicious. Get yours today. So you guys, I mean, like, why did I share that? Well, I thought it was dope that somebody created Boobalicious for our boobs. I don't know about you guys. I have big things and they sweat during the summer. So I cannot wait to use it. She sent me the peppermint. And it smells good and it's really soft. Um, I had no problems with it so far. I do sweat. I am a sweater. And that is something we don't like talking about. And I'm super excited to try her brand out. And make sure you go to boobalicious.com. That's all, you guys. I'm super excited to try it. So don't forget to try it, you guys. I, I need that for that. hiking, hundred percent. I'm gonna need right a right. working out. Yes, a working absolutely. Out. And this is the it's a perky peppermint. I was like perky peppermint. I was like, oh that. I said that's cute. I'm super excited because when I work out, I do sweat, and it it to the point where it irritates my skin in that yep. area. I don't know about nobody else, but it really rubs and it, it like irritates. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted it. Well. She reached out to me and I was like, sure, let me share. And when she sent me, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to wear it. She sent me the link, you guys. So, so from in my podcasters who listen to this episode, it is called online-learningharvard.edu. And I'm going to actually put this in the show notes for you guys, so you guys can actually click on it and get your educational and let's better ourselves in 2021. That is very important. And she's dropping some gems and some knowledge. Speaking of dropping gems, do you have any free gems besides Harvard to drop today for my listeners who are watching this episode or listening to this episode? Oh, I'm about to self-promo for a moment. So all of my classes have free previews and free quizzes built in. So if you're thinking about, is this right for me? go check it out without paying for it. You don't have to sign up for craziness, no credit card, any of that. But if you go to class.iamitraining.com, then you can go preview uh, introduction to technology classes, which are great for people who aren't familiar with tech and you just really wanna see if it's for you. We cover six different types of career areas and we get you ready for your first certification. It's not that expensive if you do sign up, it's literally 400 bucks. And it comes with all the fees and taxes. We don't do hidden things. If you wanna check out A+, networking, security, all kinds of classes on there. And you can legit just go watch some of the preview lessons and take some of the preview quizzes. Um, if you want more information, I've got a YouTube channel. I won't go too far into just plugging myself all over the place, but yeah, lots of free stuff out there. And if you have questions, Literally all week, I'm giving out free advice on YouTube and Instagram. Like, and it's not just me. So I want y'all to always feel confident about reaching out to others that are in tech. That's how I got into it. You have to be able to open the conversation. Go on LinkedIn, Google or Google. Go on LinkedIn and search for people who are in a career that you might want to research 
and just say, hi, I'd love to talk to you. They might jump on the phone, get a Zoom call, whatever it is. You can do this. I think that's dope. But my question to you, because I've been listening to you, was you ever, when you first came into the technology field, knowing that it's man-dominated, was you intimidated? Being a woman and you're a minority woman, you're you're not you're not like dare I say it, a white woman coming into this industry. So how did that make you feel coming into a man dominated white industry? Yeah, that uh the very first class I taught as a certified instructor, I was the youngest, darkest, which again is a problem, uh, <laughs> and only female in the room. It was incredibly intimidating. I walked into some high-end third-party government contractors and I was there to teach them about cybersecurity. And I can assure you that I did not know as much as anybody in that room. Um, on the inside, freaking out. On the outside though, it's all about keeping your composure. It's taking that deep breath. It's stepping in confidence. It is making sure that your lip gloss is on point before you walk into the room. And when you get in front of a room or when your tile is the biggest on Zoom, you have to own it. And there are a million times in your life that you have done that with confidence and you haven't wavered, you haven't had to think about it. You've got to bring that to whatever the interview is or whatever the question is. And you, for me, honestly, the biggest thing that has made me an effective instructor is being able to say, I don't know, in a million different ways. You don't have to know everything about technology. To be honest, you can't know everything about technology because we're still pushing the boundaries of what technology can do. But if you can say in front of a room of 100 people, that's a great question, let's explore that, or there's more answers to that than I can give in the next couple of minutes, and then you go Google as fast as you can and bring the answers with confidence, you're golden. You've got this. You can do that in an interview. You can do that as an instructor. You can do that as a manager. Just make sure that you don't quiver. Always make eye contact, always have confidence. So it's the best advice I can give to anybody, even my students when they go in the exam room. Confidence is 60% of passing the exam. The knowledge is 40%. Excuse me. Knowledge is 40%. Repeat that last thing again, that last phrase. Repeat that one more time. Make sure I understood God. it. Absolutely. Confidence is 60% of a win. I don't care if you're taking an exam, an interview, doesn't matter. Knowledge is 40%. And that's because your interviewer knows so that you are capable of learning more. Say that again. Okay. So confidence is 60%. Knowledge that's is right. 40%. Yep. I got three quotes, three quotes from you this episode. Three. I'm not to rewatch the other ones you said, but I like that one too. Three. <laughs> That is dope. So yes, that, that does make sense. In the interview, I have to exude confidence. And then the other part is I gotta know a little bit of knowledge and I'm gonna win. That makes yeah. Absolutely. That All the makes, time. I got I have a joke for you when we're off off air because <laughs> I have a whole joke based on that one quote. That is funny. It's 60% confidence, 40% knowledge. And I'll tell you, as a woman in IT, um, the fact that we do more research and we're better prepared for anything that we do, and I don't say that just like, oh, as a woman, we're better. I don't have men ask me, do you think I could get this position? They apply and then they tell me how un 
unprepared they are. Like, oh, it was cool, I applied for it. And then they get it. Where a woman like researches the entire thing, they ask, do you think I could do that? What should I know? Like, we're so much better prepared. And it's sometimes to a fault. And that's really where that, that confidence that's comes in. Apply first. Oh yeah, I mean, overthinking is what we do. That's number one. One thing that I, I'm working on is validation. I'm always asking people, how is this? Da 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 da. And I need everybody' opinion except my own. So that that is something I have personally been working on. So maybe when people apply for jobs, should I really apply for this job? Am I really ready? Versus the man, oh yeah, I apply for that job. I'm just waiting to see they're gonna call me back, and I apply here too. That's that's probably the difference in the tech the tech industry, and um, but that's in general. Because I know I always do that. I battle with myself a lot when it comes to the confidence part. When it comes to applying for things, yeah, mm -hmm. that was that was okay. A good so let me hit on that for like sixty seconds. Self rejection, men. That's not our job. Our job is not to self reject from an opportunity. If you don't think that you are ready for a job, let HR tell you that you're not ready for a job. You know exactly what it looks like to get the email that says, we appreciate you applying, however. That's cool, let them handle the rejection. You don't need to do that for them. Your job is to go get your job. Your job is to go get the opportunity. So I would rather see, and this is exactly what my students do, especially the men, don't read the entire job description. Go look at the bullets, make sure they fit enough for you and hit apply. And then go do it 150 more times. And all you need is one job, right? You don't need 150 jobs, but you do have to put yourself out there. So if you're knocking out application after application after application, which is not filling out paper, right? It's not old school. We're not sitting in malls filling out crazy stuff. We're just hitting quick apply over and over and over. Let the HR rep, let the company reject you or accept you. You need to just worry about accepting you, nothing else. Never self-reject from an opportunity. They get paid to look at your resume and make a decision. Let them do their job. <laughs> I love what you said. I was in the middle of doing something. I know that sounds so bad because I'm live, but you know what's crazy? You know what's so crazy? As much as I'm into numbers and history, I did not realize today was actually National Instant. I, I thought it was a whole month because I was going to celebrate women's history the whole month. But when I said, oh, actually, it's actually the eighth. I said, that is funny. That's my episode. <laughs> I was waiting. Anyway, I was in the middle of like looking for something special for you as you was talking. But you can keep talking about technology because I feel that we need to put more women into positions to create the NIST Twitter, to create the NIST um, Facebook, to create NIST MySpace. Yes, it need to be another MySpace, but updated. You know, <laughs> Show my Absolutely. <laughs> no, I agree with you for sure. So let me like what we need, if I could have any platform completely resurfaced, redone with us in mind, it would be LinkedIn for sure. Before Microsoft bought it, it was an actually a really good platform. And then they turned it into like boring people's Facebook, which I don't love. It's not as effective anymore. So for me personally, if there's one platform that I could see completely reconstructed, restructured, and I would just be super excited to use, it would be the newer version of LinkedIn, whatever that looks like. I'm tired of not having a place to reach out to incredibly professional people and making really good connections and helping them help me and vice versa. 
Like we have to be able to collaborate. And on that, to be honest, collaboration is key. We have to support each other, not just as techies, not just as our community. We have to support one another to make sure that we have more women and more diversity in technology. And it just, it kills me to see that we're always in competition with each other instead of supporting each other. On the flip side of that though, you've got to make sure that you're coming with something that we can support, right? To be honest, and I know this is raw, not a lot of people are going to like this. I'm not going to reach out and give an opportunity to somebody who is completely unqualified just because they're the right size, shape, whatever. Like, I love to support the Black community. It's my community. But you got to bring me something that I can grow, right? And that's where I think a lot of these guys, especially these, the, man, Black men, listen to me. We're trying to help you, but you've got to do something for yourself. And I don't just single them out like on purpose. It's not like a mean thing, but I just see it so common. And it applies to 100% of people. If you can give me a foundation, then I can start building it. But you have to plant the seed before we can water it. You got to do some work. And I think that comes all the way back to where we started, where you can't have those excuses be the thing that stops you from having an amazing future. Every excuse you have should be what you're passionate about changing. So if you don't have enough time, get yourself ready for a job that's going to give you enough time to enjoy your life. If you have too many things going on at home, you need to make more money so that the things at home can be taken care of. If you can't do it because you have to buy shoes, you need to prioritize your life. <laughs> like You shouldn't be stressing on how much shoes cost because you should have a job that takes care of your life well enough that shoes is no thing. Purses, no thing. Vacations, no thing. I just thought about something. I told you, just triggering my brain, like... Do you have, do you ever do scholarships, um, you know, for for women in particular? Because I am highlighting women because it's National Women's Day. Um, do you ever do scholarships for women or minority women or anything like that? Yep, 100%. So we had multiple scholarship winners last year, and we've already selected our round for 2021. We'll be doing it again at the end of the year. But we do scholarships and we partner with some major, major certification organizations. Uh, we are a CompTIA academic partner. We offer Microsoft and Cisco training, um, and we do it at discount uh, for all minorities. And then we run scholarship opportunities twice a year. So there's more information about that on the website. I'll be happy to share it with you. And then we promote it on our social media channels as well. Um, for my listeners who are listening on the podcast, can you say your website so they can um, check you out? Sure. So I am, so I am, ittraining.com. Thank you. Because I do, I do have podcast listeners. I mean, yeah, podcast listeners. I don't have to call them yet. But I actually, you guys, I call you all roommates. So you're my roommates from at home and your home listening to us right now. So... My next question is, we're gonna go, I'm gonna go back a little bit. I did not know Microsoft bought LinkedIn. Oh, they did. Yeah, that happened a couple of years ago. And then LinkedIn same. Learning and Linda Learning are now like all the same. Didn't know that. I, I just knew it was kind of different a little, but I don't really use LinkedIn like that. I said I was, but then I was like, what do I need to use it for? But I know what I need to use it for. I need to get in contact with somebody in Uber, but that's a whole nother 
game that I've been trying. I only use LinkedIn to, to contact people. That's what it used to be specifically for. Like that's its use case. You need to get a hold of somebody in a certain profession. That's how you target them. You get a hold of them. Um, it's just mm -hmm. super saturated with a bunch of BS now. So it's not as effective as it used to it's be. Not. It's it's um it's more jobs than anything. And I'm like, oh damn, I'm trying I'm trying to get in contact with this person. But my next question about your IT program because. Let's say I'm a listener and I'm very interested in what you're doing, but I'm not financially there. Do you have a payment plan for me to sign up for your for your your course? Because you know I I can be a, I'm a, I'm gonna give a scenario. I'm a mom. I'm struggling. I be, I have nowhere to stay. I have a car note. I'm broke. I can barely eat. But you are selling me, and I I, I need to change my today for my decade, right? But I don't have the funds but I want to be a part of your program. How can I be a part of your program? So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you, if you don't have funds and you want to check it out in general, go to YouTube, look at the, there's so much free stuff. Even on my YouTube, we put parts of our classes on there so you can at least get the foundation. You can start getting educated. Our least expensive program is called IT Fundamentals. And it literally trains you, like I said, in six different parts of technology, it is $400. So 400 might seem like a lot. And if you're out there looking for programs, you might find it with different price points. But the thing I always want you to be conscious of is every class comes with additional fees. And that's actually sit for the exam. It's not the school that's charging the fee. It's the vendor that controls that exam. So if you want to take a Microsoft exam, Microsoft charges for that. Right. So all of our classes include all of those fees talking about payment programs, all of our classes that are over a thousand dollars, of which there are only five. You can do payment plans. We can split them up in two or three payments, whatever works best for that person. And you don't have to have it completely paid before you start class. You can start by just getting the first two payments done if you're on a three payment plan. And then the third one are gonna cover those required fees that don't even touch what we're offering, right? So you pay for your class while you're in class and then you pay for your exam fees once you're ready to take the exam. So it's really, really flexible. But for anybody who's not in tech, who really is not sure that it's for them, do not go drop a thousand dollars on figuring out that you don't like it knock out a couple hundred bucks, get something that is you can put on your resume that you can market yourself with, that you can be competitive with and go get a job. Right now in Atlanta, New York, Dallas, I'm always looking at how much these students can make. And honestly, with an entry level certification, you're already looking at between 15 and $17 an hour. I've even seen jobs up to about $22 an hour with a certification that costs less than $1,000 to get. And then you start stacking these lovely things. You get into your networking and cybersecurity certifications, and that's where you're not worried about how much you make per hour. That's when we're looking at 50, 75, $95,000 a year jobs. And these are entry numbers. This isn't five years in the industry, 10 years in the industry. This is two years in the industry. This is your company is paying for you to come back and get more education and then get promoting you. And most of these positions cap out at about Hundred dollars to $150,000 a year. What's even cooler is you can work anywhere in the world, not just from anywhere in the world, but if you're sitting in a place that is not super expensive to live in, you can still work in one of these cities that pays top dollar. So you don't have to live in Silicon Valley to work in Silicon Valley. 
but you can get that Silicon Valley money. And you don't have to live in New York to get New York money. So just expand your brain to the power of the technology that is at our fingertips. If you'll stop watching Netflix and stop screwing around on YouTube and put your time into class, then you can make the next YouTube. So change your mindset to get that six-figure job that you want or create that six-figure job you want. Okay. And I want to say hey to the other internet out there. Hey, girl. She has to say hey to us. I love your name. It's beautiful. <laughs> of course you love her name. Y'all have the same name. And you know what's crazy? She is a very beautiful person. Her spirit from the time I met her to now, she has always been so beautiful, loving, caring. Her energy is just amazing. The person she is, is just, I love internet. But I have a new internet. <laughs> I love it. I have that. I, you would never hear me say anything bad about internet. Okay. I love her. She, her energy. I'll tell you what. If Antoinette wants to learn about technology, I am happy to do a couple free consulting sessions. So let's start with giving one hour away to her and the next person who is going to comment and say, what's up? An hour to you too. Antoinette, you heard that? She's actually from Africa. So she may like, she may like that. Love it. Let's talk about it. She's from Africa. So speaking of Africa, I wonder how the technology is over there. Actually, the technology is the same. Um, so some parts of it are and some parts of it aren't. So I have uh, been incredibly blessed to travel pretty much around the world multiple times and never have to take PTO, which is another reason I love this industry. But there are different cultures is really what's going to make the difference. The Internet is accessible pretty much anywhere in the world, which means you have the access to create the tools, get your hands on the education, build what you need to build. And what's great is, well, let's take this for an example. When you call tech support, okay. where are we usually connected? Overseas. That's right. So a lot of times, to be really honest, their tech is ahead of ours. Their internet speeds are faster. Their infrastructure is newer. They're manufacturing stuff overseas. We buy it from them. They already have it. We depend you know on them funny? to support the stuff that we use. My coworkers, they're from Ethiopia, and I said I cannot wait to travel there one day. They said, when you go to our home, you're never going to want to come back to America. America, we're only here to make money. Um, and I looked at them, and I said, what? They said, our clothes, our food, our music, our everything is a lot better than America. And I looked at them, and I was like, huh? But they, they said in a loving way. It, and it was very loving when they said it. They was they didn't say it in a very malicious or ill way. How most people think Africans hate Americans, which is the dumbest thing I ever heard. Because I have never experienced that. They were just saying how much they love their home. And I said, "Well, I can't wait. This is your home and see what Africa is about." Because I, when I see Africa, I just see um, them share on the news these 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 kids, and I'm like, "That is not Africa. Why are y'all trying to play Americans like that is Africa?" That is not Africa. I, We're I horrible with home. that. Especially when she go home and I be watching her stories, it look nothing like what I see on TV. That's why I can't wait. That's my dream vacation is Africa. I can't wait. That's so cool. Yeah, I, honestly, man, I could talk to you for a whole hour about just different countries, different cultures, and how we are so incredibly far behind. And there's certain things that we're, of course, ahead of, but the American dollar is really what 
oh, come I could talk about it forever. The dollar is what pushes our culture and we're all hustling. We're always money, 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 right? We're always judging people on money. Other cultures are like supporting each other and they have better food and sometimes they have better music. So <laughs> it's kind of endless. But what I really do love is the fact that we are blessed with a strong economy. Even when we go down in our economy, it's still strong in comparison to the global economy. So if you are in a place in your life where you have the ability to travel and you can take work with you, which again, tech allows you, you can take your US dollar and go live in a place that matches your vibe. I just spent an entire month in Mexico eating some of the most amazing food and seeing the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen. And I didn't have to take any time off. You can do that. I spent um, two weeks in Australia, same thing. I went diving in the morning. I worked all afternoon. I went and hung out and went hiking. Why are you stuck where you are in your you life? You're making me want to get into tech. And that's not even my interest. That's not even my passion. I'm telling you, I've been to about 25 or 30 countries. I've literally only had to take two days of PTO. And that's because I had a flight delay. I was stuck in Europe. I don't have anything else to add because I'm going to make them rewatch this episode and contact you to, to start working because that's dope. I like, think for me... What? There's just so many, and a lot of people are like, well, tech's not for me. No, 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 no. If you're watching this, tech is for you because you're watching it through technology. Well, maybe I don't have tech experience. Yes, you do. You've installed apps, you've uninstalled apps, you've turned something on and off, you've plugged in a monitor, you've set up a gaming system at some point, you've ran antivirus of some sort. You have more tech experience than you think. If you're a cashier, you have cash handling experience and technology experience. If you're running inventory at Walmart or Home Depot, that little thing that you use to scan barcodes, that's a specialized system with a huge database behind it, which means you've literally done database management. There's a whole career about SQL databasing and managing massive amounts of data and how you can visualize it. So creating um, dashboards. No matter where you're coming from, you have tech experience. If you worked in a warehouse, being able to control all that inventory, you're probably working with robotics. You've got so much more experience than you think you have. If you have kids and you're hanging out at home and your tablets, their tablets, apps, their game systems, their computers, you're working, you're getting them on Zoom for school. You're not only have tech experience, but now you're a project manager and they get hella paid. So never doubt yourself. That's the thing that we really have to come super strong. We've got to take a look at what our experience is and we have to apply it. You don't necessarily have to take a huge step down. You don't have to doubt if you can do this. You have the experience. You just have to repackage it. The best story I can tell, I had a student, he was 17 years old. He had already three strikes. He had just gotten out of juvenile and he was just like, I can't have a career, nobody's ever gonna hire me. And I'm like, no, 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 homie, we gotta look at this all different. Obviously you weren't super slick and not getting caught, but let's take a look at what skill sets you do have, right? You were managing uh, distribution networks, beautiful for a resume, right? IT, I love we how were. you are rewording <laughs> everything, like 
<laughs> You've got to like flip the script and look at it. Like he really didn't think that he was worth anything. He was super down on himself. Um, and it was a family business for him. And so I was like, well, did you, I asked him actually point blank. I said, did you snitch? And he said, no. And I said, that's a huge skill set because now you're handling confidential information and you have client records and data and you are doing inventory management. So technically you have a lot of skills. We just need to make sure that you apply them to an industry that's not going to land you in jail anymore. And just for anybody out there who has a record like I do, you can still make money. Blink, blink. Um, that is that is dope. And I really hope my podcast listeners and my roommates, everybody's listening. She just said you can still you can have a record. It don't it don't matter the age, your race, your color, your man or woman. You can work in technology and you can start off as little as $400 with her company to, to better your life. Yes, to better your life, not mine, not hers. That 400 is not better in her life. That's helping you. So I want my listeners to really listen to that because I'm all about listening and not talking sometimes. I know you like, I didn't really talk because I wanted to understand what you were saying because you was dropping those quotes on me like, boom, I'm like, I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. You know what Kevin Hart said? I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for none of them dope quotes. Um, only one I remember is confidence is 50% and now just 40%. I love that. And I'm taking that because <laughs> I do that every Monday. Literally every Monday. That's why I was like, that is dope. I love that. Anyway. Just put my name at the bottom. Appreciate you. I will. <laughs> I'm not gonna say credit because that's that's not what I said. It's what you said. I, I give credit when credit is due. That's one thing I don't do. I don't steal from other people. I don't give other people ideas. If I see something dope, I'm gonna set, put your name for people to know of course I'm gonna say that. I'm dope, but I'm going to say somebody else's dope too. I'm going to share my shine with somebody else. Either sometimes we don't do that. I'm so excited that you said that because that's exactly what is necessary, not just for the tech community to grow, but for women and our community to get your foot in the door in tech. The cool thing is we all can eat in technology. Like it's not like that in, under, in other industries. We're all competing for two openings, three openings. There are millions and I'm not over-exaggerating. There are literally millions of IT positions open right now and it can't do anything but grow that's all it can do it's not like you're about to put your phone down and stop using it tomorrow i promise that so why not make money from the things that you use instead of just being a consumer be a creator i'm a consumer because i'm always on my phone like 90 percent of the time i'm on this phone and i'm gonna tell you well you can take my class from I your phone so in that way <laughs> No, you said iPhones are the best. Well, I can't. I can't. Mm -mm. Samsung all day. <laughs> you know what? I, I used to be a team Android lover. Okay. Then I, I switched over to iPhone world. I, I, I call I call iPhones the cult. I switched over to the cult. Um, I was I was tucking in last year around September. And I've been a part of the iPhone cult um, since September of 2020. And it was the best decision I have made. I had all my pictures that everybody see is iPhone. Android could never. 
um yeah i'm gonna keep it there i'm gonna let you do that because like if you love it i love it for you <laughs> but you but know what I... samsung and iphone samsung galaxy yes galaxy, absolutely Absolutely. Samsung Galaxies and iPhones are here together. That's the truth. They're they're yeah. the best Android to have. They're the cheap Androids are crappy. The pictures are crappy. The, everything's yes. crappy. But iPhones and Samsung Galaxies, the expensive ones, are good. I got that 8K camera. I'm just I can't I can't let it go. <laughs> that iPhone, I love it. I freaking love my iPhone. It's the best. Like, I'm telling you, I've been part of Coast since September. If one of my best friends watching, she'll be like, what? Yeah, I'm part of the code. <laughs> I used to I hate iPhone. The thing I can say is that uh, your phone is your gateway to your new career. You don't have to have a fancy computer or laptop. And even if you have a cheap, cheap old iPhone or a cheap, super trashy old Samsung, my classes will still stream on your phone. That is, you know what? That's dope. You just said the key to our future your gateway is your phone. Absolutely. So this is your and you gateway. know what? Once you take my class on your phone, you'll be able to afford a much nicer phone. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Did you hear her? Now, Miss Esna, do you have anything else to add before we end this episode? Because we have been, we have been having a good time. Um, I haven't had anybody comment or ask you any questions. I was looking for some comments. But I didn't see any, so I know. Do you have anything else you want to add? You know, just let me know. Yeah, so first and foremost, love your show. So thank you so much for having me on. Like, just being able to have a platform and talk to people, it is, it's essential, right? Because I think a huge part, especially I find this in my youth classes, if you can't see it, you can't be it. We talk about our, our youth classes like that all the time, and they're so used to seeing athletes, music, rappers, whatever, everybody is in or of course drug dealers that's the community that they see as successful but if i ask it a full classroom full of black and brown youth have you ever seen somebody in tech that is living a lifestyle like you want to live they've never seen it so just being able to have a platform and get the word out there i appreciate you a hundred percent and for any of you that are in tech screw it for any of you women who are in a beautiful position that are can be a role model, I need you to be a role model and I need you to reach down and lift those up. Let them see you shine. Shine your light on them, light your candle with your candle. We don't have to put each other down and you know, hamper each other to move forward. We're here, we gotta make it happen. So if you are making 50 grand a year, inspire somebody to do you. And you know what? Those people are gonna help you get to 60, 70, 80 grand a year. But to be honest, that's exactly how this works. If you're making 20 grand a year, reach out to somebody who's unemployed and get them a step up too. At any level, whatever you're doing, you can help. And if you're not a role model right now, if you're sitting at home doing nothing, like nothing, nothing, like you're one of those lazy people that can't do it because I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go in a free class. I'm gonna need you to come to my class. I'm gonna need you to just get motivated, get inspired and be worthy of being a role model because when people talk about you, it should be good, right? And if they're hating on you, it should be because you're successful, not because they have legit bad things to say about you. Do you not know the hater piece is a whole nother episode, but I'm gonna put that in there. I'm gonna say it because it's on my brain, it's on my heart. Sometimes people will hate you 
or hate anything you do because it's you. And they they're not they don't have as much passion as you. They're not you. And like, oh, it, it's it's that's that's what I have learned from my journey within um within my my year to my year two years. Like like sometimes people would not support you because it is you. Like I'm just gonna leave that there. I know you're like, what? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes people would not support you because it's you. And it took me a long time to get that. And I sometimes I'm like, dang, like people don't be sharing my stuff. Blah, 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 blah. It's because it's you. And they see your they see okay. your light, baby. They see they see this halo. They see if they see you about to explode. They see you on to something and they 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 mad, they hate it. So if, if people gonna hate on you, make sure they hate on something that's worth their while. Unless those haters are signing your paychecks, you don't need to worry about it. And whether it's friends, it's family, it doesn't matter because they're not the ones who are going to boost you. They might be, don't get me wrong, but they're not signing your paychecks. So don't worry about that. You need to make sure that you have so many haters. You need to get them to a place where they are asking you if you are hiring. So just collect them like groupies and then just sprinkle them with your little stardust and let them stay down there. It's cool. And speaking of hiring, I thought I was done with you, but I told you. So let's say somebody finished your program for the 400. How do yep. they get hired? How do they get a job for 30,000? Man, I got my job on Indeed. Um, I think it's like super saturated, but the thing, the best thing I could tell you is that that easy apply button is your friend. I'm so tired of seeing people stress over job applications. You could put in like 400 job applications a day just hitting that easy apply button, especially so women stop overthinking it. <laughs> okay, so my, I mean, I did not mean to cut you off. So, my, so you, so pretty much that my, the viewer or the listener should create your first step is create you a LinkedIn. Absolutely, LinkedIn.com. And then add your certifications. And once you're done with your first course, that's when you start applying for two, $400, whatever the case may be. And my next question is all technology jobs are there at work from home? Not all of them, but the majority. And even before COVID, we were kind of the pioneers in work from home. We've been messing with Zoom and flexible job hours for years before all this hit. COVID just solidified it. So a lot of people in tech, we're not going back to work. We don't have to worry COVID. about are they open, are they closed? COVID am amplified it. It was like, that's right. <laughs> like Yo. COVID just amplified the whole thing, like throwing it at you. COVID has yeah. changed the work industry forever, and that not just technology, but every industry. Every Companies day. are cut, uh, saving more money by not having their employees there. Like I think it has forever changed the industry, and I'm talking about every industry, even my industry. I work in the hotel industry, and I oh, hate to say it. I'm gonna hate to say it. I hate what COVID has done to the hotel industry. I'm not gonna say too much because I'm very much still employed at my company, and I have a whole mouthful of how I feel about COVID in the hotel industry. But I'm gonna choose not to say it because I know it's gonna come out very, 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 very negative. And I'm, I just, I'm about to say it, and I call. I'm so. Your so awareness, happy. though, is key. So you know. I was aware. I was about to go, and I was like, oh. Don't do it. Don't do it. My management <laughs> watched my show, so that's why I caught myself. They can't, I can appreciate that. Just to kind of give perspective, though, I mean, and you don't even have to know the raw numbers. I just want each of, 
if you're listening to this and if you've been stuck in Zoom meetings for a month, whatever that looks like, you know, somebody has to actually support all this technology that we're using. And we're using it a thousand times more since we're at home. So you don't necessarily need to code the apps, but those apps live on servers and those servers have to be installed, maintained, upgraded, all six figure jobs, right? So even if you're not the type of person to go create brand new technology, you can support the existing technology and the upgrades. If you think about how many more people are chilling on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, streaming Netflix and Hulu from home since COVID started, you don't think those companies are investing billions of dollars in their hardware, their infrastructure, making sure that your streams don't lag. Because if Netflix is slow, people go to Hulu. So they'd rather drop maybe $2 billion on upgrades to make sure that they keep and get more subscribers so they don't lose to the competition. And you know who else is doing it? Hulu's doing it and Disney Plus is doing it. And that's just streaming. Then we're streaming music all day, right? Amazon has Prime, which I don't think anybody watches, but they have music too. People are ordering stuff on Amazon. So all of their infrastructure is getting upgraded. They wanna make sure they have the fastest website. They have a seamless experience. Not only are we talking about the infrastructure and networking, but somebody has to make the site super, super pretty. So if that's your thing, that's another job. Then you have project managers that make all this stuff happen on time, on budget. Again, every single parent on earth, if you can raise tiny humans and you both came out of it alive, you're a successful project manager. So you have the skill set. You just need to learn how to monetize it. So if you can get certified, you could get paid. Point blank. You have set a mouthful. And I want to say thank you for being on my platform. I know you decided to be on my platform. Thank you for loving my show. It means a lot to me because I my goal is to always produce a great episode and a great show that my viewers can go back and be like, let me rewatch that or let me re-listen for my podcasters. Uh, let me re-listen to what, what we just said so I can get more knowledge into whatever we're discussing because I always try to drop gems and everything because my show is not actually about me. It's actually about my guests. And I don't know if anybody has ever noticed that yet, but this season, it should have showed everybody that I literally stepped away to let you guys listen to what Derek's talking about because I don't want to sit here all day and talk about but about Crystal because it's not about Crystal. It's also it's always about my guests. My my podcast is about pushing small businesses, especially women and minority women, um, especially my black queens, and pushing indie artists but we can all get to that life that we all we deserve. When we manifest, we pray about it. That's the life we want. So I know I said earlier, I want to be, I want Netflix to pick me up. That's my goal. I, I want Netflix to be like, yeah, we, we need her. And of course, my production will go all the way up because Netflix has the money that I don't have. But right. I'm so, thank you. I'm so happy that you enjoyed my show. Um, I think they got good, uh, a lot of knowledge from you. And if they did not, you guys can check her out. And Miss Antoinette, can you say your website one more time for my listeners? I am IT training. So if, my, if you're listening to this episode, please check it out. It's also in the show notes located below. Her email is located right there. So if you want to reach out to her to start your career and get to that six-figure job, which is not going to take four months, going to take a little bit longer, please contact her today. But without further ado, I'm your host, Crystal J. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if not, it's okay. Next week episode, we are discussing... What are we discussing this week? Yeah, I know I put my episodes a month out. 
I can't remember. I can't remember. I know this month we're talking about self-love. Um, oh, next, next Monday we're talking about how to balance being a mom and an entrepreneur. Um, the episode after that is um, felon, from felon to entrepreneur. She went to prison. No, this, yeah, she went to prison, I think, I don't know, 18 years? I can't remember the years. And she's now a successful, very successful entrepreneur. And the last episode of this month will be about self-care. So, with that being said, thank you guys for watching. Oh, we got a comment. What was the comment? Oh, Shay, you just coming in. And we're about to end. She was talking about um, how to make money in the tech industry. And she dropped some great gems. I can't even deny it. I'm going to um, I'll DM you her website. But you guys have a great night. Bye, you guys. Bye.